0: Gitin Perak Dalet, Mishnites, 4 4.9, the last of the Perak, and wrapping up the topic of Tukunei HaOlam, enactments that were there to make the world a better place despite the Maker Adin. So we have two more different halachas, nothing with Gitin just each one stands on their own. The first is, Hamochas Atzmo Banav Lagoi I'll translate literally first and explain it afterwards. One who sells himself and his children to a Gentile. Ain podun so We do not redeem him. We do not ransom him. A, essa, banam la-achar but we do ransom, meaning redeem, buy back the children after the death of their father. That's because of tikkun olam. So just details here. The case is where a person repeatedly sells himself and or his children to a goy to raise money. So he's in sort of financially destitute. He has not once, not twice, but three times sold himself and his children as well, perhaps. Now, each of the first two times, the community raised the funds and bought him back, ransoming him to return him on his feet. He did it a third time. So now, because of the, the burden that he's putting on society, and this is sort of like reckless behavior, so the tikkun olam is, we, people should know in advance. You do this for a third time, you're not getting redeemed. And that being the case, a person won't sell himself to goyim in the first place. And that's the idea of our mission here. And it applies equally to his children, because the children, the thought is, again, that he's forced in the hand of the community to come up with lots of money to support his financial problems by selling himself and then relying on the fact that there is this mitzvah. Of course, I want to make sure it's clear, we understand that, that like, to redeem a Jew who's owned by a Gentile, whether he sold himself into slavery or he was taken, um, is certainly um, a mitzvah Godola. It's certainly a great mitzvah. But this person is um, sort of he's exploiting the system and forcing the community to to bail him out in a big way. So the Takana is we don't redeem him if he does it for a third time. As far as the children go, same same goes. If he sells them um, twice, we wouldn't redeem them the third time. The thought is here that we don't want it to be in a situation where he sells them again and we have to do it again. Um, um, that said, certainly if if, if he's... If he dies, as the mission says, he's no longer around, then we're not afraid he's going to sell him to his kids again, so we'll redeem the kids, hopefully once we'll and for all. Um, also, uh, two other cases are important to know on the mission. The first is that if the children are um, at risk of becoming assimilated and lost um, to the Gentiles, meaning the father doesn't take care of them or care with them or observe halacha and so on, then certainly the community has to get them back. We can't leave them. So the assumption of the mission here is that they're living Jewish lives um, just in the servitude of a Gentile. And that their father brought them into. Um, the other possibility that we need to consider is if they're at risk for their lives. Once they're at risk for their lives, so then that's, you know, and in. there's no Durban and kind against that, so if even if they've sold themselves for a third time, if they're at risk of being killed by the Gentiles, then the only the the mitzvah to rant them back again. That's the first case of the Mishnah. It stands alone. The final case, the Mishnah, which is like kilo, almost like a new Mishnah, right? It's a new topic here, and the Gemara is a new new, new Mishnah here. It says, <laughs> If a Jew who's resident and owns land in Eretz Yisrael sells his land to a Gentile, then, according to the gears I have in front of me, <laughs> He's required, literally I'll translate it as, He is to purchase and bring from that land, Bikurim. <laughs> for the sake of Tikkun Olam. So the case is, and the shot in our mission is, according to the gears I have in front of me, is that we say, listen, you're not supposed to sell your land to non-Jews um, in Eretz Israel, and we're sorry to see that happen. If you do that, we're imposing an extra penalty on you that every year you have to go back to your old field, purchase the Bikurim. Bikurim are those first fruits that ripen from the seven species that Eretz Yisrael is praised by. That's wheat, barley, olives, dates, grapes, figs, and pomegranates. Um, and uh, take those first fruits, even if it's going to cost you a lot of money. Bring them to the base of Mikdash as bikurim, like pretend bikurim. Bring them as bikurim, um, and uh, the technicalities of what happens next is beyond the scope. The technicalities of how to deal with the fact that these aren't really bikurim, um, and the possibility of bringing non hekdesh, not non. Sanctified produce to the Azara and so on, all that's beyond the scope. I don't discuss that right now in our Mishnah. But the point is essentially, the point here is the Tekan of Tekan Olam is the seller is forced to go every year to remind it of what he did and lay out more money, even a lot of money, to purchase the first fruits to bring them to Yushalayim, as, as pretend Bikurim will call it. Now, the thought is there that the, that's the Tekan Olam is that will force him to either not sell in the first place or do what he can to buy it back. And that'll be good for Eretz Yisrael staying in the hands of Jews. Now, a couple things. Um, first of all, this mission is assuming um, it's based on the presumption that Yesh Kinyan Yisrael There is the possibility, like the the legal possibility, of a non-Jew purchasing land in Eretz Yisrael, um such that it becomes now non-Jewish-owned land, and it's no longer it's like divested. Of its sanctity, meaning the mitzvot that are tulyes Arts, the various mitzvahs that depend upon the sanctity of the land, like for example bikurim, are actually no longer operative if a gentile owes the land. That's the assumption of our Mishnah, and therefore, even though there's no bikurim to be brought from this land, we make this rabbinic rigmarole, this like farce, forcing him to do, forcing him to do it, so he'll have this sort of economic incentive to buy back or disincentive of selling in the first place. As a matter of halakha, um the Raman baskins let's say that's halacha that. There is no reality to a non-Jew purchasing land in Eretz Yisrael, such that it becomes like I'll call it non-Jewish land, um, divesting it of its sanctity. Which means that the mitzvos at toluis ba'aretz, whatever mitzvahs depend upon the land's sanctity itself, are operative even if the land is being controlled or owned by a non-Jew. Which would mean that the bikurim that have to be brought from this land are really there, and it would like there'd be bikurim on a doraisa level. Okay. So that's more like how the halacha on that angle, how the halacha would be. Now, there's another geirset floating around in the Mishnah, and the Rambam, who I'm assuming is the halacha, is following him. Actually, had this girsa. it's The geirset you find like in the good old fashioned, you know, old Mishnah and um, Boaz, and instead it says v'chazar v'loch hamimenu Yisrael v'halokech mevi or lokech mevi, which sounds like we are. Not that we are requiring the seller to go purchase the Bikurim, but rather, um, when the purchaser buys back the land, if there had been ripened fruit that grew on the land, he would have to bring it as Bikurim. Now, the truth is, according to the Agirsa, the truth is, if that would be the case, a person buys land and fruit on it, he should have to bring it now um, on a Doraisa level. Um, so according to that Gersa, it becomes a little strange why this is called a, a Tikkun Ha'olam when really it's Middin Torah. It's Doraisa requirement to bring this before if he purchased the land back from the Gentile and it has produce on it. Um, so according to that, Gersa, although it's more difficult, um, the the mission would be that there had been a previous enactment, rabbinic enactment, which would exempt him from bringing this fruit and now we're re I'll call it reinstating, because of Tikkun Olam, we're bringing it back. The requirements, what origin was there, to bring, uh, to bring uh, Bicorum from land he purchased from from a gentile.